Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit valottery.com. Hey, y'all, you want to get saucy, pert, and greasy with the ladies from someplace underneath? Well, then slip and slide right on down to Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. The Country Jamboree from Last Podcast Network is June 18th. Tickets out now. Get on. Well, they're spicy. Get on with it. (laughs) Yeah, it's Nashville, baby. (laughs) I feel like I'm perpetuating stereotype. Get on. Come on. We howl. Content warning for just a blanket uh, discussion of alleged child abuse and a brief mention of suicide. Someplace underneath. So I've been doing the dating apps. I'm getting back out there, Natalie. You're apping it up? I'm going to set you up with somebody. Set me up. Um, I've got friends. I got I've, friends from the old, the olden days out here. I'd like that, maybe. But if I failed on that date, would it look bad? Would he be like, Natalie, Amber's pussy stinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like, know, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I think that you should think, well, what if he sucks? And then... I have to tell Natalie that he sucks. Not that oh, you suck, Amber. Thank you, Natalie. You know, it's it's hard. It's weird out there. I had a, a match on Hinge, and he was very attractive. And he goes, oh, my gosh, you're so beautiful. Ha, ha, ha. How's your day? And I was like, Whoa, wow, what a man. Oh. And then I get an email that said um, he's a scammer. And they had to delete him from the apps. Cool. Yeah. Welcome to someplace underneath them, Natalie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. Um, well, that sucks. I and know. so it was like the Tinder swindler? I guess so. I mean, I didn't message him back. I didn't have chance, but I was like, oh wow, a beautiful man thinks I'm beautiful? This trash woman <laughs> thinks I'm gorgeous. <laughs> I'm but a trash woman. <laughs> you are beautiful and beautiful people get scammed every day in this country. And it's Thank time you. that we stand up for them. I do wish I knew the backstory about um, how they found out that man was a scammer. I mean, I'm glad the dating apps are cracking down on this shit. Scamming, assault. Get him out of here. Hinge fringe. Hinge fringe. Um, Okay, so yes, we don't like a scam and we don't like a missing child. That was a great segue. Great segue, Natalie. Um, Yeah, so today we're going back in and talking about the disappearance of Summer Wells. Uh, We 
went in down into the breakdown somewhat last episode, but there is uh, so much to this story. And every second that I look into it, there are six more things that pop up and you're like, whoa, 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 wait. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. This is the most panicked I've seen you in a long time, Natalie. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And it sucks because at the very center of it, it's just this tiny little sweet girl who yeah. didn't deserve any of this. And she is surrounded by a circus of people. And uh, I don't like a lot of them, to be honest. No, it's so sad. She's so pretty and so tiny. And this is awful people around her and you really it really goes to show you when when there is a crime of this nature that it is all of these other elements that lead up to it a lot of times you know it can of course just happen out of nowhere but as we're looking at say this for example you're looking at histories of addiction of poverty of uh familial abuse uh things that just build up and and it's almost hard to discern which is just its own trauma and which is the trauma that might be connected to this actual story. Mm. Um, and so we have to kind of go into that a little bit, unfortunately, because I do think it serves a purpose, a bigger purpose of looking at cases like this in general, like these elements come into play a lot. Yeah. And poverty alone is its own trauma. Mm -hmm. You're never going to get rid of it. Like to this day, I still save all of my leftovers you know, and I like pick the mold off of stuff and eat it because I don't know when the food's coming. Yeah. But you're also around a lot more drugs. You're mm -hmm. around a lot more older men that want to take advantage of you. It's it's a scary situation. Totally. Um, and the poverty itself, I, I think as a kid, you know, I was fine. I never was starving or anything, but we didn't have a lot of money. And as a kid, I, I don't think I, it's that part of it that a problem like I had a fun time with my friends you don't know you're poor in that sense when yeah. you're a kid it is it, it what when it does creep in is when you're around like people who are desperate and who are on drugs or who are hurting you and also of course food um you know shortages and stuff that's definitely trauma that's not fun no so with this case with the wells uh we're going to discuss some of that surrounding uh, out the, all of those creepy and dark elements surrounding poor, poor summer. Um, and also I want to break down the actual morning of that case because beyond the time when she was gone and what happened afterwards, there was an entire situation in the morning that already has a lot of different people saying different things happened. So, I mean, they're on drugs, so it might just be like, and then a horse came and it told me I was pretty, you know. It's, yeah, I mean, they're... The, it's maybe <laughs> I don't want to make assumptions, but there are a lot of disparities. Some fucked up shit. Some fucked up shit. Also, I wanted to say at the top two, we mentioned last episode that her half brother, her father's son, John Jr., had CSA charges. He was on the sex offenders registry. Uh, well, hold on to your hats because Don Sr., Summer's father, the man who we have seen interviewed has a gnarly, with a capital G, background that is not being covered by the media at all. And that's partly because, uh, so far, I think because uh, there's been no actual formal charges, but there is apparently a case being built against him right now. So there are accusations um, that I believe. Uh, so there's that. 
Also. I know. And I know it should be like a court proceeding and whatnot. But like when you have so many accusations against you, like, what are you doing, man? Yes. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm just chilling. I don't have seven sexual assault a- allegations against me. Right. And yes, these are allegations so far. These are alleged uh, but uh, yes, that would be quite a coincidence, wouldn't it? <laughs> if I just drop that at dinner and you'd be like, Amber, um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Amber, we need to, do you want to talk? You talk <laughs> so one of the most frustrating things about the Summer Wells and the potentials of her uh, whereabouts now is that they are all over the place. Each of these theories are I mean, every direction. It's not like, oh, maybe it was this and maybe it went a little bit this way. Oh, no. There are 17 different ways that you're like, well, that could be true. I guess that also is a possibility. These all these theory, theories at this time are equally plausible because there's so many stories and so little evidence. Where we last left off, we were getting to the point where Don and Candace Wells were set to appear on Dr. Phil on November 11th and 12th, 2021. Oh, and they saw all this stuff they didn't know, like cactuses. Yeah, and they had set up their YouTube channel, and some of it was odd, but, you know, again, like we mentioned, I think there was a little bit of culture shock. These people have not lived, uh, they've not gone a lot of places. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about there there was some criticism there, but I don't necessarily think that means anything. The Dr. Phil experience itself is very uncomfortable to watch. I mean, this might sound like bad, but these whole Dr. Phil kind of shows where they're like, bring him on. Let's talk about your tragedy. Mm -hmm. Like, Dr. Phil, you're not a doctor, A, Mm -hmm. and you're also not a lawyer. No. You're doing this just for our little American entertainment. This is people's lives. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't like what he does, and I do think it's incredibly exploitative. Uh, there's that. And (laughs) so it is very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I don't like it. No, he also looks like a thumb. He looks like a thumb with a mustache. He does look like a thumb. Hey, I'm Dr. Phil. Yeah, he does. But man, has he made a career. So Candace made it known when she was on that she did not want to come on the show. Uh, She was not interested in this. And this was Don's insistence of going and I I don't know if that's because they got money or he just thought it would make them look better I don't know why Don wanted to do this Um, it's clearly visible on her face the entire time Uh, I don't know that anything was accomplished on this these two episodes except to get you know in the parents faces and rile them up Um, for his part Don remained very even keeled and seemed to be sober on the show Candace, I presume, was sober, um, but she's so clearly distraught and uncomfortable. It felt like she was being interrogated, even though Dr. Phil was trying to play the good guy who was on their side, which he's not on anyone's side but Dr. Phil's side. Yeah, he's just making money. And I'm not saying one way or the other that I'm this has anything to do with the parents' innocence. I just found the whole thing to be distasteful and completely useless. Which is pretty on par for Dr. Phil. I know. And for us to say distasteful. I know. It must be distasteful. Yeah. We're sitting in a haunted room of satanic symbols everywhere. We really are. <laughs> there is a, a deer's foot right over your head exactly. right now. Exactly. So as far as I know, no new evidence was uncovered in this process of the show. What they did do on the show was put Don and Candace in front of two body language experts and interview them on camera. During this, Candace starts crying uncontrollably and rips her mic off. 
She sobs, I want to go home, and walks out of the room. Which I'm sure just gave Dr. Phil a full 12 noon erection, thinking about the ratings he was getting. Gross. And also body language experts. Like, you don't know these people. You don't know what they're going through. They're in a whole new situation. Their family member's gone. Like, oh, she touched her right elbow. That means she's lying. Maybe she's sad. Yeah. I have, you know, obviously we're not trained in that field, but I do... No, I do have a lot of questions about what that means because, yeah, I think that there are th- certain things you can analyze. But are you? I have questions about if you're doing that job, are you taking into account things like this is a woman who doesn't want to be on camera, who is very unsophisticated, who is maybe not, you know, um, she might not have normal reactions to things that are you considering their poverty level and their education level when you do this stuff i don't think they are because i feel like that plays a different that plays a part culturally too like where they're from and their their lifestyle like i don't know i don't know how much you can take away from this kind of thing we don't really know what was going on there and i'm going to talk about this a little bit later but candace seemed to be triggered by the term cornbread mafia oh sounds delicious don't get me with your hot honey butter i mean i'm pretty hungry that is Honey butter and cornbread sounds so good right now. (laughs) It's impossible to tell if they edited it to make it look like it was like that or if they were like kind of, it was organic the way they were pushing her or I don't know. This show is kind of slimy. So I'm going to talk about the cornbread mafia thing a little bit later, but I don't know if it really means anything. I am not threatened by the name cornbread mafia. No. And... I feel like your gang should strike fear. You know what I mean? Cornbread mafia. I just kind of want to do a jig. But the other side of that is you could say, oh, they're so terrifying that the name doesn't even have to be right hard because then you're like cornbread mafia and then they just blow your head off. Right. That is a thing. It could be. But we'll get back to that. Okay. Don't worry. We'll talk about the cornbread mafia again. <laughs> so at the first. Uh, so this is November of 2021. At the 1st of December, crews return to Beach Creek again for a two-day planned search. Because they've been doing these progressively, you know, first those first two weeks, it's all hands-on, and then they kind of pull away, but then they come back when different things happen. So they say, Today, teams will be focusing on overgrown areas that were previously difficult to access due to high grass and heavy foliage, said TBI spokesperson Leslie Earhart. Several other law enforcement agencies are assisting. So they basically, what they're saying there is that due to the trees and bushes having lost all their leaves from the fall, it's making some of those areas easier to search. Maybe they'll find bones or something. Uh, Yeah, or just like, you know, deep brush, like when it's hard to dig through huge bushes and stuff when all the leaves are on in the summer. The winter now, it's all skeleton arms and, you know, bony, like spooky, even though it seems like it would suck even more to search middle of winter. I get there's just no more leaves in the way. So they wanted to go basically just make the same route again and go like maybe we missed something in this like heavy brush. Yeah, there's a shoe. Right. Something. This effort, unfortunately, yielded no results. They didn't find anything new. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, all of this is all really bizarre. All all of the elements. I mean, of it seems like she was like taken by aliens. Like you would think you'd see like a footprint, a shoe, a little necklace, something. It does feel like a little bit of a vanished into thin air 
thing. Yeah. This month also unfortunately sees social media shitheads starting to trespass on the Wells property. Mm. I can't imagine what they thought they were doing. This group is its a specific group of YouTubers. They're quite the crew. <laughs> they're claiming that they're trying to help the police or something equally stupid that they could get the people to talk to them who are afraid of the police, which, of course, is not what happened. When they appeared on somebody's private property, they got charged with trespassing because the cops were immediately called because they... What the fuck did you think was going to happen? I wouldn't want to meddle in their search. It's kind of like when that Vegas shooting happened and there was a video of that Dan Bilzerian guy who's like, give me a gun. Give yeah. me a gun. No one's giving you a gun. A cop <laughs> is not going to give you his gun. You ding dong. Anyways. That guy needs to fall on his dick. Yes. Um. So, yeah. No, it. it's that sort of, I feel like with these people, it's sort of that Dunning-Kruger thing where they, because they've done internet research they think that they can go in and save it because they don't understand how anything works no we're just talking about it we're not at their fucking site yeah the, in january the same group of people they inserted themselves into the situation these people basically set up camp for a couple months right in the area being like we're helping uh -uh. and they showed up at a construction site where don and candace were working they started banging on doors like protesting and they disrupting the company's work Oh, and by the way, this picture of this woman you have coming up, she looks like a Protestant <laughs> that just seen a dick pic for the first time. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, look, I'm sure they're perfectly nice people, but this is very cringy. Um, so, yeah, there's. <laughs> Doesn't she? She looks like a skeleton with like flesh like laid over it. I can just I can hear this person's voice. Um and then, but through the screen looking at this picture. <laughs> and he sent me a picture of his penis. So since they weren't done helping, the most intense woman in the group shows up at the church where the Wells attend and begins filming minor children while causing a scene, which then she uploads to YouTube. What? Oh, my God, if somebody and I don't have a kid, but if they were like filming my kid and then putting on YouTube, the amount of the baseball bats I would yeah. get to their fucking body. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she's not charged with anything. I guess nobody was pressing charges, but the police were called um, and she was escorted out of the building and the video was subsequently taken down, probably for legal reasons. I was starting to look into these vloggers and it was just a sewage of nonsense. I feel taken back to the Michael Long series with the socio-political parasocial discourse amongst these like micro platformers. And I'm not here to trash shock them. I'm getting it. I get irritated because they're inserting themselves into this tragedy uh, and not help. It's not, they're making things worse. They're not helping. They're not making things better. Yeah. I don't, I'm not doing this because I don't like them or like they're, they're getting their fingerprints on everything. They're fucking this up. It's making it worse. It's not helpful. So please don't do this. No, don't ask for a cop's gun. Give me your gun. <laughs> but if you let me have the gun, they'll listen to me more. What? What? They'll listen to you more because you get the cop's gun? Yeah, you just don't understand. We are like, <laughs> we're the people. Just suffice it to say, we're not trying to delude any of this. It's just saying that people are coming into Hawkins County are just bothering people and filming it during this time period in December. Sadly, did we go into this the year of 2022? February 4th uh, marks Summer's sixth birthday with very little movement in the case. It still seems like she has evaporated 
but obviously that's not the case. The community ha- uh, at this time ha- holds a vigil for her. The community is very deeply involved. They were heavily involved with their local church, and so the people of their church um, were very, you know, this was a big deal to them. Summer was very engaged with her church. There's a couple women she was really close to at the church, and she, I think it was a place where she felt very loved. Yeah. And so um, it really affected the women who were sort of like the overseers of the kids there at the church. Oh, my God. Because I bet they like, you know, her mom probably dropped her off at like a daycare for the church and they became really invested in each other. Regardless of whatever was going on with her mother, it's very clear that her mother is very tomboyish or whatever word you want to use. I don't know if that's necessarily. She looks like she could beat the shit out of me. Yeah. she. It seemed as though Summer was into more feminine things and being hugged and kissed and playing with dresses and princesses and it's not Candace's none of that is Candace's thing so no she looks like she wants to box a kangaroo yeah so I think that some are really um connected with the the they call like even the Don and Candace call them the pretty women at church oh and they really paid a lot there's a lot of videos you can watch they paid a lot of attention to her would hold her and sing to her and kiss her and stuff it was it's very sweet I mean when you're six that's what you need yeah doubly sad at this time Summer's father, Don, is jailed after pleading guilty to his DUI charges from last year. If you'll recall from last episode, Don got arrested on a DUI charge that was unintentionally live streamed on YouTube (sighs) at the end of 2021. He's just a whole mess of problems. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. So since his arrest was a violation of his probation that was related to a previous possession of a handgun while intoxicated charge. Jesus Christ. He must serve the remainder of his time of 11 months and 29 days at Hawkins County Jail, which is where I presume he is today. Uh, there's no nothing indicating that he got out in, early or anything, um, as far as I know. So he is currently serving at time at Hawkins County Jail. This could also play into the case that's being built up against him right now uh, uh, we'll get into that probably next episode so there is so much sorrow in this one family and it is generational and we'll, we'll talk about that too so doing hard drugs is what happens you know if you get hooked and it's i'm not i'm not victim blaming here but you get hooked on drugs and it just leads you here a lot of the time i'm yeah. not shaming anybody it's just the way it goes it's a hard cycle to break mm-hmm. if that's all you've seen if that's all you know and then to be an adult and, and to, to say in, and to be in pain too. to be in pain mm-hmm. and to say i'm not going to do that i'm going to choose a harder course of life that yeah. is getting an education that's sobering up that's saving money that's so much harder to do when you're surrounded by despair but if you yeah. can do that wow i mean it shouldn't have to be oh you have to be extraordinary to get out but people are put in that situation have to become extraordinary to escape it which is not fair across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in texas it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save 40% site-wide. 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So understandably, many people, you know, self-medicate. We don't have access to health care, but it just leads to more sorrow and it just sucks. It's just, there's, it's a cycle that goes on and on. So this is all in February of this year. March brought about another planned search, which didn't lead anywhere. So there was another search through the area. They didn't find any new clues, any new evidence. Also, according to Hawkins County Sheriff Ronnie Lawson, the family of the missing six-year-old Summer Wells is not cooperating right now, quote-unquote. He made the statement to the media. The family's still cooperating. I know you said, uh, obviously, no Donna's there, but, like, the mother and all those other people, are they still cooperating? No, they're not cooperating right now. They have attorneys. Don Wells has been in jail for a few weeks. Nothing came up of conversations with him in the, in the jail that led you guys back out here? No, absolutely not. He's not even been talked to about the case. He also followed the statement with a pause, adding that the family has attorneys. Those are his words. I mean, he probably went on that. They went on that Dr. Phil show and they felt like shit. And then they were like, you know what? No more of this. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, I I can see it being they are sick of dealing with people um, interfering. I could see them being guilty and not wanting to deal with it anymore. I think it could be so many different reasons. But yeah, there could be completely innocent reason they don't want to talk to media anymore because it's not helping anything and it's making them feel like shit. And I get it. Um, they're not media savvy. Why would they be? You know, the new, this news broke out, by the way, as the teams with the Hawkins County Sheriff's Office and the TBI continue the small scale search that I just mentioned. So they're doing the search and now the parents are not participating. One is in jail and the other is not talking anymore. At this point, Candace has refused to speak to the media directly anymore. But she wrote on a piece of paper a statement that denied the assertion that she was lawyered up. So she's saying we didn't get lawyers. I don't know why this guy is saying that. So it's unclear about who's telling the truth in the situation. This is also the time we see Grandma Candy interviewed for the first time on camera in March of 2022. So just very recently. I have a lot of feelings about Candy, the grandma. She doesn't seem to be participating in any of this. And this could just be because she is sick or she is overwhelmed. She might not know anything else. But as we'll get into today on this episode, she was present for this, the morning of the events that happened before Summer disappeared. And there's two contra- contradicting stories from the other people there, but can't the grandma won't say one way or the other. So she's not helping the situation, basically. Um, yeah, so... You know, it's a myth that grandmothers, like, bake apple pies and hug their grandkids. I would say one out of every four grandmothers is a bitch. <laughs> it's true. You know, just, like, doesn't cook, get out of my house, I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I was fortunate that I have two grandmothers who were very loving and attentive. I'm very lucky for my grandmothers. But yes, I know many people who had grandmothers who were not like that, <laughs> no. including my husband. Oh, right. Um, he t- openly talks about that. So <laughs> my grandmother's a bitch. <laughs> yes. I never met her, but that was the general consensus. Mm. 
So, yeah. So she finally, this is the first time she's talking on camera. And I, it's hard to just understand why she decided to do it at this point. But she does. She backs up the statement that neither she nor Candace have lawyered up. But she says she can't speak for Dawn. She also repeats parts of the story from that day of some are going missing. But also it's different, kind of. It sounds like she's also just repeating things. It's very unhelpful. So April, the month of April, there's not much in the way of news so far. So let's get into talking about the actual day that Summer went missing. It is fraught. Fraught, I say, with speculation, rumors, and hearsay. So I'm going to try to keep this at a minimum and be clear when I do bring up something that is a rumor. Even the basic facts are debated amongst the people who were there, however. So let's just try to get into the framework of what happened that morning. The morning of June 15th, 2021, that day begins with Candy, the grandmother, needing to go to the emergency room to get a prescription and a steroid shot for her knee. She had had some work on it and was experiencing some pain and some issues with it. So she had some kind of knee surgery. Right. And she probably had to go really far to get to the hospital. It was, I mean, far enough that she needed her daughter to like take her. Yeah. Yeah, definitely wasn't like close, close. So she uh, asked Candace, her daughter, the mother of Summer, to take her to the uh, hospital, to go to the emergency room. This was not an appointment. This was something like, we need to go deal with this. I'm in pain. According to the two women and the father, Don Wells, Don was already gone to work that morning by this time. So Candace gathers up Summer and her mother, Candy, and puts them in the car. They say that the three boys, the sons, were left alone at the house watching TV with the oldest son being in charge, which is fair. I think he was like 12 or 13 at the time. Okay. Though even that part of the story is denied by one of the parties involved. So we're already getting conflicting Don't very just, very big issues within the story not little things but like the boys were there the boys weren't there it just seems like everybody doesn't like each other no one talks to each other so it's like no i wasn't there no There's, i don't know there are so many micro feuds in this community it's really hard to gauge who's mad at who and if they're telling it because they're mad or if they're making shit up it's a lot Okay, so their first stop of the morning is to the emergency room. They drop off Grandma Candy at around 8 a.m. So Candace, the daughter, and Summer, the granddaughter, are sitting in the parking lot of the hospital waiting for the grandmother to get through with her appointment. Mm -hmm. Here we have another person enter this story. I feel weird about saying his name because he's a minor, whether or not he has anything to do with the disappearance. So I'm just going to call him H on the show. It's extremely easy to find out his name if you just so desire. Now that H is involved, the story is going to continue to take different shapes. It's very frustrating because both parties are adamant that they are telling the truth, even though there are big details that are different. Is this intentional or is it due to one being under the influence and one being a kid? It's hard to discern. We don't really know why they're telling these separate stories. I know, because kids, you, you ask a story. And then I went to the, um, um, and then a unicorn and um, um, candy. Except he's 15. Oh, never mind. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I spoke at 15. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I was, because I was all stoned all the time. <laughs> so 
should probably, okay, so let me explain from the top that H is the son of a woman that Candace used to be friends with. Here is one of the microfeuds going on in the story, making truth more difficult because everybody's shading everyone all the time. But H is the son of one of Candace's ex-friends. Oh, so Candace isn't friends with this person anymore. No. And he's the son of the person that she's like, mm, I don't like her. Yes. But because the f- kids were all close with each other, H still sometimes hangs out with Candace in Summer because according to everybody involved, H is like an older brother figure to Summer. And so mm, it is weird that a 15 year old boy is hanging out with a little girl. I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could say whatever it is. You could also say see it in the sense that when they were friends, when the mothers were friends, the kids were all younger and they got tight for a long time. So it does feel sort of like a familial thing. Mm. It's hard to say. It, it's very confusing because there's also weird accusations being thrown out about H and Candace having something going on. It, God knows. These are all speculations. Those are rumors. So what we do know is... H was 15 years old at the time, who ends up hanging out with the family that morning. Why? Well, pretty much both H and Candace agree it's because he's like an older brother to Summer and he still spends time with her even though his mom doesn't speak with Candace anymore. That's what their story is. I don't know, man. That's weird. Sorry. No, I mean, I don't entirely know if I believe that or not, but this is what they both claim. All right. So ain't no way my mom would let me hang out with a 15 year old boy. But I'll just put that out there. Yeah. If you look at it in the sense that the mom is always there too, the ex-friend Candace is there with Summer. Mm -hmm. You know, you could say like, oh, it's just like, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So according to Candace, H calls her while she's sitting there in that parking lot of the hospital and asks if he can come hang out. According to H, Candace texts him first. Not off to a good start here. So each party is saying the other one messaged them first. I feel like that's pretty easy to look at the phone messages. Well, they're both saying they do. They're, all of their tech was confiscated. And also we get, again, don't know what the cops know. But this is what their public stories are. And also some of it was over phone call, which you can't Ooh. totally gauge. But I think ultimately the police would know who texted who first. Okay. However, it hasn't changed anything in the case so far. They both insist that the other is wrong. Regardless, TBI, like I said, just said TBI is their tech. Candace ends up at H's mom's house, no matter who messaged who first. Ooh, they don't like each other. No. H's mom's name is Allie. Mm-mm. Allie is the woman Candace had a falling out with. Even though they had this falling out, Allie still allows, allows H to hang out with Candace and the, the, her kids. So they all stay shortly at Allie and H's house. And then Candace says that she's going to take summer fishing. H says he'd like to go, and Allie gives him permission to go off with them to go to a fishing hole. Okay. While they're all waiting for Grandma to be done. She's getting her knee thing, and they're going fishing. All right. Before they get anywhere, Grandma Candy calls Candace and tells her she's done. She's ready to be picked up. So Candace says, well, instead of fishing, let's go to a local swimming hole, presumably because Grandma didn't or want to go fishing or maybe fishing was far away. So they go right then they go, okay, instead of fishing, we're going to go swimming to the swimming hole. So Candace goes into H's house to change Summer into her bathing suit, which was already in the car. 
Weird that you'd have a bathing suit in the car, but I guess you're ready to go swimming whenever. And yeah, I think it's also a thing where maybe they do that a lot with her. Or she really likes to swim. Okay. I don't you know. You know, I don't have a fucking kid. Maybe you just sometimes keep a bathing suit in the car. <clears throat> but once she's changed in the house, Candace, H, and Summer leave in the car and they go directly to pick up grandma at the hospital. So they're all in their little swimmies. Yeah. Going to the hospital. Grandma gets in the car. They pick her up. She takes the passenger seat and H gets into the backseat with Summer, where the two of them start watching TikToks together as Zoomers and whatever Zoomers after Zoomers will do. Uh, uh, Generation Alpha, Alpha I think yeah. is what they're calling them. So here, more contradicting stories start to pile up. The next stop, according to Candace, is to a smoke shop where she gets cigarettes, vapes, and a twisted tea. Hell yeah, good twisted tea promo. <laughs> twisted tea when your child is missing. This twisted tea comes up a lot in this story. And so, yeah, it's the world's worst twisted tea. Yeah? I know. So for the people who aren't in the know, that's like a sugary canned tea with booze in it. Mm. I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but I assume it's one of those pounder, like big 24-ounce ones. It's yeah. Usually the regular-sized ones are sold in like a pack and these they just grabbed one you know out of the cooler so just thinking about it is like giving me a hangover they love twisted tea they also love mountain dew they do they love mountain dew over here they do and they also i mean people go that's a stereotype but when the family is being interviewed they have multiple gallons of mountain dew sitting yeah. out on the table so and there are dentists because i've looked at um research there's like a specific dentist who cures people with mountain dew mouth he calls it yeah he just like has to pull out all their teeth yeah that's fun, isn't it? America. So according to H, he says that's not the first place they stopped. He says that they first go to the drive through at Walgreens to fill out grandma's prescription. So Candace already is saying that is not true. We first went to the smoke shop. H is saying, no, we absolutely went to Walgreens first. Okay, whatever. Maybe people are confused. Okay. Well, in H's timeline, while they're waiting in this line in the, the drive through Candace gets a call from Dawn. During this call, Dawn tells Candace that a guy with a name that starts with an A, H cannot remember the name, has been creeping around the property and touching the kids. Oh. This is perplexing for several reasons. One, if Dawn was at work, how did he know this? Unless I guess the young boys had called him and told him. But two, Candace says this call didn't happen. It just it, it didn't happen. She says that Don briefly checked in while they were out and that it, there was no call. But H says he listened to a conversation, was asking questions about it to Candace. I mean, this is a pretty tight knit community. Just somebody lurking in the woods, touching kids. Well, it was somebody that H claims Don knew, but H can't remember what name it was. It was like Andy or, you know, something like that. But he's like, I can't remember. It was something with an A, but apparently Dawn knew this person. Okay. I feel like you'd know their names. There's like 10 people in this town. Well, there's a lot of drifter people that come through, though. Right. They're like drug people and stuff that come around. So, you know, God knows what this means. H is saying this call happened and there's all these details. Candace is like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. That didn't happen. So, like... To me, is H gives what I consider kind of a detailed account of this call for a 15-year-old. So that's very confusing. And Candace seems very confident that that did not happen. 
I don't know what grandma's story is because she was only interviewed on that camera once and that wasn't asked of her at the time. So the grandmother's not mentioning whether or not this happened. I mean, maybe he took the phone call and then the mom was on that twisted tea. It was just like, mm-mm, this twisted tea is so good. Well, I love this twisted tea. Twisted tea hasn't come in yet. Oh, I thought she, oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying according, to get According to one side of the story, it hasn't come in yet. Okay, okay. So. Sorry, I'm fucking it up. No, you're not fucking up. This is completely confusing. <laughs> So I love I was like, now we went and get twisted tea first. Now we went to go get cigarettes and get the prescriptions. Now. Yeah. It's just like fighting like trash fights. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's huge details in here that would make a big difference. And they're both just like, nope, they're lying. Nope. Mm-mm. I would go get cigarettes first. Yeah. So Candace says call doesn't happen. H says it does with all these details about a man touching the kids. They are both adamant that they are correct. The next stop, according to Candace is to a weed store. So Candace says, smoke shop, weed store. The weed store is called the Hippie House. Here she says she picked up a few things, some vapes, some other stuff. She says the vapes were not weed vapes. They were cigarette vapes. I don't know. According to H, on his timeline, they went from Walgreens to the drive-thru, you know, put the prescription in at Walgreens. Then they went to the smoke shop. That's where the twisted tea comes in, in his timeline. And then they straight to the swimming hole. Candace says that after the hippie house, they then drop the prescription off at Walgreens. The phone call doesn't happen. Then to the swimming hole. So some of these details are a little not a big deal. And some of them are kind of a huge deal. These contradictions. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who to believe here. It would make more sense to go to the Walgreens first because you need the medicine. But then again, once you need that twisted tea, you, I need my twisted tea that we can go get your pills, Grandma. Also, maybe the smoke shop was closer than the Walgreens. You know, there's so know. many things. So according to H, when they get to the swimming hole, he asks for the twisted tea and Candace gives it to him. Candace acknowledges she bought the twisted tea, but says she didn't give it to H. It was for her mother. Oh, because then she'd be giving alcohol to a minor. But at this point, I mean, a kid's missing. Like... Who cares? Yeah. I mean, he says he was openly just drinking it at the swimming hole. H says they were also sharing a vape, but it was a tobacco vape. She is saying she doesn't. She He might have had a drink, but she doesn't know where it came from. She got the twisted tea for her mother and he might have taken it. And she's not sure, which already I don't believe that if he took it, she didn't know. Yeah, you're at the swimming hole. What else is going on? Yeah, I, I think even though if she might, maybe it is she's worried she's going to get in trouble for whatever, you, you can't be putting lies on top of stuff if you want people to believe you. Yeah. You have to be like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to, but I just said whatever. Your daughter's it. missing. You yeah. know what I mean? Who cares? You gave yeah, a twisted not, tea to a 15-year-old. Right. They're not going to arrest you for that at this point. So I I wish they would just fucking say, yeah, we were getting fucked up together. <laughs> you yeah. know, like if that's, that's my guess. That might be not true, but I, I assume that. And I assume they're both afraid of getting into some kind of extra trouble. But it's is it's this is one of those cultural things, too, where is it super messed up and notable that she was giving H alcohol? It depends on the perspective. I mean, I was given alcohol by adults at that age. I don't think it was OK to do. And I sure as shit, I would not give booze to a, a child that age. No, especially Never. a twisted tea. Come on, you got to give them like a Sazerac. Give them like some good taste buds. No, I'm not giving them Sir, anything. Sir, here's some fine bourbon. You know what I mean? As much as <laughs> maybe I would look like somebody who'd give, be like, yeah, let's party. I, 
I'm such a like a zipped up no yeah on that kind of thing because I was given it too freely as a kid exactly and who wants to party with a 15 year old gross oh yeah looking back I'm like that's that's weird not good across America BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Hotels.com here. Tired of living like a sardine? We know a hotel where you can enjoy the open ocean. Book hotels with ocean views in the Hotels.com app. Find your perfect somewhere. So, but, you know, when it happened to me, nobody batted an eyelash. It was just like, yeah, all right, give her kid, give her alcohol. I mean, I know kids around me were like 13, 12 getting alcohol from adults. So is it more common in certain communities? I mean, I was in a city. I wasn't in Appalachian City. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but... I don't know. Is it more culturally just normal to give boost to a kid out there? It might be. Probably. I mean, they all get black long by the time they're 30. You know, get them a twisted tea. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's illegal, but is this something that stands out and should be considered with Candace? Or is this just normal for kids to have drinks with adults? Like H's mother didn't seem upset about it because she's interviewed on camera with H during some of these questions and it wasn't like she was upset about it. She seemed like, yeah, he he seemed sober, though, when he came. Like, there wasn't any concern for, I can't believe she gave him an alcoholic drink. You know what I mean? So that might not be, like, that much of a big deal. I guess in the, not. In the grand scheme of the story. So anyway, according to H, he and Candace were sitting on the water's edge and catching up. And grandma stayed in the car about 500 feet away playing on her phone. Poor grandma in the car. It's probably so hot. She's like, I've just got to play some Candy Crush on my phone. Maybe she was looking at porn or something, you know. <laughs> Maybe she was having a good time. But Summer was already in the water at this point, according to H, splashing and playing around. Candace actually takes a TikTok of her that day playing in the water. Ooh, no kids on TikTok, please. I don't know. I might. Do you want to see it? Yeah. It looks like a. Like a skinwalker. Just the Loch Ness Monster. She looks like a skinwalker, this little girl. There she is. It looks like a nice little swimming hole. And you can see she looks like she's having a great time. Yeah. According to everyone who knew her, she did love playing in the water. This was like a very fun thing for her. And and there is actually one micro clip of her after this, which we'll talk about. But yeah, this like, it's very sad. It's a, it's a beautiful little girl playing in the water, you know, in in. This is what happened to her after this. It's just like, it, it drives you crazy. She's just, she's there. She seems completely fine. You're wearing a little pink swimsuit. Splashing around and laughing. So. Oh, I just like, I feel, I feel like I saw something I shouldn't have seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you for showing me that. It, it does look a little bit like a twin peak. looks like David Lynch. Yeah. Uh, watching the last video. But at some point around here. According to H, H notices that Summer is underwater for 10 or 15 seconds. He says that he gets a little concerned. Like he, it's when he and Candace are sitting on the water's edge talking. He says he gets a little concerned and he jumps in the water to make sure she's okay. She pops up and she says she was just swimming underwater and that she's laughing and she seems fine. 
According to Candace, that did not happen. In this TikTok that Candace has, you do see him get in the water, but he's far away from Summer, and she says it's the only time he gets in the water at all. So H is saying that's not the case, that he got in at one point deeper and was just, hey, saying, are you okay? But that she was underwater for 10 or 15 seconds, which brings in another conspiracy that she somehow had like a dry drowning. Oh, and they're just doing this whole thing to cover it up. That is completely speculation, just so everybody's clear. But yes, that is a thing that keeps rolling around people's minds. That would make sense because a lot of these like swimming holes, they have underwater currents. I know my mom went like on a little kayak thing and she fell over and then got pulled down. Currents are dangerous. Sure. And that is definitely a possibility. However, Candace says that never happened and he never went in after her and she wasn't under for 15 seconds and h says that it was but that she seemed fine at the in the moment interesting and i guess why would the mom lie about that it would be an easy thing for the mom to say like yeah she drowned yeah i don't know that yeah so there's that right so according to h shortly after they leave it's after they leave the swimming hole that h says that they then go to the hippie house which candace says this happened before they went to the swimming hole that's kind of a big difference, but yeah. they both say that they're right. I mean, I guess you're going to go in the, the hippie house all drenching wet. <laughs> well, the, so the hippie house, neither he nor Summer could go in because they were underage. So the two right. older women went in, according to him, who were not wet. He says that they went in and he and Summer sat in the car and look at his phone again, playing on TikToks. He says that Candace came out with three vapes, one of which she gave to him. She says they proceed back to Walgreens. And pick up the meds through the drive-thru at that point. They then stop at Sonic and they pick up slushies. And then they go to a grocery store chain called Priceless. This is all according to H. This is the timeline for him. H says, again, the two women go into the store. And H and Summer stay in the car and watch more fucking TikToks. Because that's what we do. I mean, you stay on that thing. And I guess, like, if they went in wet, you could easily ask the cashiers and be like, was there, like, a child dripping wet in your store? And that's an easy thing to be like, yes or no. Right. And we don't know what the police have, who they've talked to, what they've, you know, looked at. But, you know, H says that he and Summer didn't go into the grocery store. They're still going to TikToks. Okay. He says that the two women were in the store for quite a while, maybe an hour, which is going to contradict what Candace says. They come back, according to him, with a big load of groceries and a couple gallons of milk, then get placed in the back seat with H and Summer. The women then drop H off at his mom's house. His mom, Allie, was there when they returned and remembers seeing Summer the back seat at that point. Okay, so the mother saw her in the back seat of the car, so maybe she didn't drown. Or maybe they went well, to swimming hole after this. A dry drowning is a thing that happens where you have water in your lungs afterwards and you don't realize it and you die from drowning later on. Oh so my god. That is the one of the conspiracies that's out there. That is swimming is so dangerous. <laughs> don't ever go swimming any of you that's funny it was just very cute that was a very like a mom thing you're like swimming it's very dangerous it fucking is it is though it is is. you should definitely take swimming lessons if you haven't i had never heard of dry drowning yeah that is crazy yeah it's i don't think it's a very common thing but i think especially with kids it can happen more like yeah so is that okay? I didn't mean to make fun of you. No, okay. no. I'm just, what? Oh. 
So, yeah, Allie, she says that she saw Summer in the back seat. And at that point, she looked like she was like chilling out or sleeping. She said she thought she was asleep, but she wasn't certain because she wasn't, you know, paying attention to it. She didn't think I would have any reason to at the time. So H, and this is a point where he otherwise has pretty good recall through the story. His memory seems to fail because he says that he doesn't remember if Summer was asleep or not, or even if she got out of the car when he did at this point, which I find it a little odd because if he was there to see his little sister, quote unquote, you'd think he'd remember if he said goodbye to her or not. But maybe he was high. Yeah. Alternately, at 15, and if he did drink that, maybe he was a little drunk and he was like kind of out of it. Also, he had mentioned that the next thing he was doing was meeting up with his girlfriend. So maybe, you know, his mind was just getting to second base or something at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I can't remember what I did, you know. Yeah, it's only was notable to me because he seems to have very specific details of memory about everything going on until that point. He's just like, I don't know if she was there sleeping or that was the only time. So that's a little strange to me. But again, he could have been a little drunk or something. Yeah. So according to H, this is the last time he will see or hear from Candace until 7.30 that night when she calls and says Summer is missing. They've had a long day getting up at 8 a.m., bringing the grandmother, getting the pills, going swimming. Yeah. So if we go back to Candace's timeline here, we're at her version of reaching the swimming hole. So we don't have a great record of time from either party other than them when they took grandma to the hospital. They both have separately, both H and Candace have separately said that they are, quote, not good with time. That's something I would say, but I don't have a missing kid. Yeah. And I think maybe it's sort of a Southern sort of Appalachia, like, I ain't good with time. no one's in a hurry. Nobody's really like clocking in and clocking out of shit. You know, you go to work, you know that. Otherwise, you're just sort of like living your life. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. It's hot. Is it hot or not hot? That's yeah. the only times. That's it. So Grandma Candy, again, has hardly been interviewed publicly. And I wish we knew what her order of events looked like. But I presume that she at least told them to TBI. I was in the car playing Candy Crush. And I've been pretty good on my streak. And then I... Shut my- up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so on Candace's telling... There was no point that Summer was underwater and no point that H ran in and fished her out. She insists on this. So one of them is lying. Why? What is the significance of this lie? What is the point? We don't know. Further, Candace says that she did not give him a twisted tea, that it was for her grandmother. She did not see him drinking it at all. She also insists that she did not give him any vapes, which, okay, again, you don't want to be caught giving contraband to a minor. However, this makes it more complicated because then we don't know which things are true and which things are lies. Regardless, her telling of the time at the swimming hole, it's pretty uneventful in her timeline. We do have her TikTok from that. That was from her phone. However, another major contradiction comes next. She says that when they stop at Priceless, which is the next stop after, I think, picking up the prescription. Right. So... To get all the groceries and yes. the two gallons of milk. She says that they're only in there for five minutes. That's not long enough to get groceries. He says it's a, it was an hour or so. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. I mean, I guess go look in their cabinets and be like, how much groceries you got? Because if it's a full pantry, maybe they were in there for an hour. I don't know if it, that was all this was discerned that quickly that they would know. You know, I think the only thing was did maybe TBI go and look at like receipt records or camera there maybe we don't know but 
He says it was an hour or more, and she says it was five minutes. And H says it was like a car full of groceries. And Candace says it was just the milk that we see, which I'm going to bring the milk up again because of the video, which we'll talk about. So these stories are so inconsistent. It seems like a traceable thing. And who knows? Maybe it is. So you don't need to memorize this, but this is a recap just for everybody. Candace, this is confusing, yeah. by the way. I'm tr- I'm like listening and like engaged and still just like, who? I, I got the milk. No, you ain't got no milk. Yeah. I got no twisted tea. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Like yeah. people bickering. Yes. So this is a, a recap. So with Candace, we have taking grandma to the emergency room, stopping at H's house, picking him up, going back to the emergency room, picking up grandma, going to the smoke shop to get the twisted tea. Go into the hippie house to get the vapes. Dropping the prescriptions off. Go into the pond and doing the swimming. Picking the prescription back up. Stopping it at Sonic. Go into the grocery store. Then dropping H off. Wow, that's a full day. Yes. H's backstory is he gets picked up from Candace. They go to the emergency room, pick up grandma. They go to Walgreens to the drive-thru. H says that Don calls about the stalker touch and the kids. Then they go to the smoke shop where the twisted tea is bought. They go to the swimming hole where he says he drank the twisted tea. Then they go to Walgreens to pick up the prescription. Then they go to Sonic. Then they go to the grocery store. Then they go back to his house. So what we're going to find over and over again in other elements of this this chaos is that it's going to be conflicting from every party. Candace says A, H says B, and his mom says C, and Don says D, and Grandma Candy has barely spoken. So what adds to the confusion even more is all of these little micro feuds. Another general contradiction is that Candace says she doesn't drink very much, and H's mother says she drinks every single day of the week. It's like these little things Mm. keep cropping up. That sounds like me, though. I'd be like, I didn't drink that much. And if you looked at what I had, like, Amber, you've had a wine every single night. Nah, I'm a good girl. <laughs> it is true. I guess it is all perspective. But yeah. you could say, like, there is a difference between saying Candace saying she doesn't drink often mm-hmm. and this person, Allie, saying she drinks literally every day after five, she is hammered. Like you can at least go, well, that is definitely not just perspective. One of them is not being truthful here. Yeah. So that is the account of that day, right? And then we get into what we already talked about, which is then, you know, Candace was helping her mother fix her knee brace. She walked Summer back over to the main house and then she was gone for a few minutes. Then she goes and Candace is gone. The son said she went down to the basement. She's not there. She's freaking out and calling the cops. We went through all of that last episode. So from the start, we have all of these different accounts of what happened that day. It's like it makes me like not nauseous, but just like, whoa. Yes. Yeah. And that's not it. There's a lot more here. Of Um, course there is. Yeah. So I wanted to get into a couple of the other notable things this uh, episode. And then we're going to end next episode, Summer Story. And we're going to get into a little bit of Candace's sister's story as well. Mm. So first off, I wanted to say we have a woman named Jody Sue Brown, who is a neighbor of Candace and Don Wells who alleges she heard a scream that day. So Jody Sue Brown and her two children 
alleged that a few hours before Candace reported Summer missing, that they saw a flash of a car head up towards the Wells compound. Then shortly after, all three of them heard a scream coming from the direction of the Wells property about an hour and a half prior to when Summer was alleged to have disappeared. Jody Sue says it stopped all three of us cold and that it was shrill and animalistic, but not an animal. It was a person's scream. Ooh, I, God, this is against speculation, but I kind of believe that because why would she lie about that? Well, and also maybe because I'm looking at what they did that day. You go to Sonic, you go to the grocery store, you get the twisted tea, you get the weed. That's a lot of money. And like, do you sell your child and then you know you have the money and then you go ahead and get the food? I mean, it, there's at this point so many things are possible. But yes, this is Jody Sue's what she says happened. There's a few things you could put into that. Like one, it was just an animal being like attacked or something. She didn't recognize the sound. Some other things that maybe there was another feud going on there. Maybe. But if you're like indicative, uh, indigenous to that area, you would know what the animals sounded like. I totally agree with you. So as the chaos ensued over the next couple of days, she gives this report to the police and the TBI and the police say they look into it and they find no correlating evidence. That doesn't mean that didn't happen, but they don't seem to take it very seriously for whatever reason. They might have reasons for it that we don't know. But this is compelling, of course. However, this is one of the many microfeuds I've mentioned. Because of the probably lack of social media savvy and maybe because Jody Sue like the attention, maybe, I don't know. She's begun airing dirty laundry out on public platforms. Jody Sue. She's gotten really involved in the minutiae of this in a way that kind of makes it feel less to take in to it feels like you shouldn't take it as seriously because of the way she's kind of behaving oh she wants the attention she wants the celebrity so yeah she's like she's saying all this stuff publicly she's arguing with random stay-at-home moms on facebook and she's doing all these weird lives that are making it harder to discern what her role really is here i think that there is just a chance she wasn't prepared for this onslaught and she got caught up in it but what she's doing now isn't helping summer and it's not making her sound more believable there's a chance she really did hear a random scream and saw a random car. But now it's becoming a big shit show. And also the TBI is not taking it seriously. So I don't know why. Um, yeah, maybe they know something we don't. Yeah. Also, some people, like when something happens, I definitely know a girlfriend of mine who somebody committed suicide and then she just made it all about her. And I was like, girl, this ain't about you. Yeah. You know, so some people, they latch on to these things. It's true. And sorry, we we know that the term has died by suicide now. I apologize. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, you're good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there, there's there's several reasons why she could be lying, saying some stuff. But, you know, also maybe she heard something. Regardless, they're not investigating it further, it seems. She's actually moved from the area, this woman. So hopefully she's just decided to walk away from it. And if she has other information, she'll keep it with the police. Because all these fucking vultures come out of the woodwork trying to talk to her. So then we have this strange reference of the cornbread mafia. Oh, right. Yes. Going back. So when Candace and Don were on Dr. Phil, if you'll recall, with the two behavior specialists, you see that Candace is uncomfortable. and She's almost acting like a sullen teenager through a lot of it. It is very awkward. When they reach a certain point during the questioning, the men ask Candace – offhandedly it almost feels like about the cornbread mafia 
and she kind of loses it and she storms off the stage. Mm. I'm not permitted. No, I want to go. These are tough questions. No, I'm being interrogated again and I don't want to do this no more. Yes, I am. We'll, we'll stop. You just, I want you to feel comfortable. No, I want. Oh, and I want to go home. I'm down. Oh, she looks so sad. She looks so sad and so distraught. This is painful to look at. She's saying, no, I'm being interrogated. I don't want to do this. Yeah. This is so this all this all comes out of her after they say cornbread mafia. And so she's saying, I want to go home. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm being interrogated. Her hands are shaking. It's a so, bunch of dudes just sitting around. Ooh, I don't like this. No. It's very uncomfortable to look at. So before we get into what happened there, what is the cornbread mafia? <laughs> well, <laughs> originally, apparently the cornbread mafia was the name of a group of Kentucky men who created the largest domestic marijuana production operation in U.S. history. So the term... Cornbread Mafia was first used in the public by prosecutors in 1989 at a press conference. It was referencing a very specific group of men at first, but I think at one point it just became a sort of colloquial term for hillbilly thugs or like drug runners in the area. Mm -hmm. So when they brought it up, they weren't, I don't think, talking about the 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 one from the 80s that had the the weed ring i think now that's just become a thing that like if you're a, a like sort of in like a gang out here yeah they maybe, call you a cornbread mafia maybe it started with weed because weed was illegal at that time and then more that more that it got illegal and the more that pills started happening maybe they kind of migrated towards other things yeah and it just became maybe not as an organized thing as that is that just and maybe it is organized but i don't think it's specifically referencing this one from the 80s i think it became sort of like a commonplace thing now these the, dudes the sound kind of scary like they sound like like the biker dudes that i would always hit on me at a bar and i would be like i have to go yeah yeah so the moment that that was brought up that term candace seems to have reacted you know of course is going to bring up a lot of questions like did this trigger a response because it meant something to her there have been many speculating that Candace or Don were involved or was involved with druggies and had, you know, issues with debts and stuff like that may have sold Summer. This is pure speculation, so we're all clear. And it also could partially be just judgment based on how they act or their appearance, being like, obviously they sold her because yeah. they were poor. There's not really any true evidence to suggest this so far. They did have issues with substance abuse and stuff, but I, I don't think that there's anything specifically suggesting other than people gabbing on the internet that yeah. it, this is what happened to her. All we have is we know who they are and we know that once it was mentioned, she got uncomfortable and got up and left. Yes, which was odd. But of course, we go back to this how effective is behavior specialist stuff because they're like well this is the response she had to this and it's like but also are you taking into account that like she's on she's camera overwhelmed yeah. that because because candace has for her part said the reason that that happened is that there had been some news about 
a like she thought there was like an update on Summer and then it wasn't her that day and that she was exhausted and she didn't want to do this. And then she said she heard the, the words and she said it was so stupid and she just didn't want to be there anymore. I can believe that, too. Like. Them saying like, oh, well, she twisted her head this way and and that's what we call this response and that's why blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, or she was tired. Yeah. Like, she just didn't want to do this. Yeah. You know? Also, these dudes, they look like men that, I don't know. I don't know. They, they don't look like they're from Appalachia. They're not. To be honest. They're they don't, not. They don't look like they understand the plight of the people. Right. And she might have felt really freaked out by it. I would be freaked out with all these dudes looking at me. Sure. So I'm going to give her that, you know, I, I don't necessarily think Candace is like an innocent little angel lady, but I don't know that she had anything to do. She might have. There's a lot of other things that we're going to have to talk about next episode. One thing being that her little sister disappeared. She is another missing person. Jeez. Her sister, whose name is Rose Bly, went missing August 9th, 2009 at the age of 22. And she has never been found. <gasps> So there are many rumors and speculations about those connections. We're going to talk about Rose Bly next episode. And we're also going to talk about Dawn's history. Uh, it's, it's a bad one. It's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. A lot of the interviews, by the way, just so everybody's aware, a lot of the interviews that I referenced today were from the YouTube channel, The Interview Room, hosted by Chris McDonough. He is an investigator of some sort. People have all sorts of opinions about him, but he has spoken directly with all these people, done long interviews with them. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to the interview room. Yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the weird, sordid history of Dawn. And we're going to talk about Rose Bly. And uh, yeah, close this, this sad Appalachian story out. And hopefully we will find what happened to Summer. Yeah, it makes later. me just want to shake everybody and be like, what really happened? You it's know? very frustrating. Because they're all, it seems like everybody has some kind of beef with each other and they're just not telling the truth because of, oh, I don't like him. I don't like her. I don't want to be put in jail for giving mm -hmm. alcohol to a minor. Like, just tell us. Right. And I do, I do get the sense, and I think a lot of people get the sense that Candace and Candy and Don know more than they're saying. Whether or not it has anything to directly to do with Summer, they are clearly not being completely honest about things. Maybe they're doing it for their own protection too. Right. You know, kind of like the um the perhaps the 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 trafficking ring in the ninth, sorry, the eighth eight mile. You right. know, so he's just going to jail, maybe may, speculation, because right. there's something bigger. Right. Absolutely. So We'll get into that next week. You can follow the show at Someplace Underneath on all the stuff. You can follow me at The Natty Jean. Amber Smelson on all platforms. And we are Amber and Natalie, saucy, pert, and greasy as always. Peace. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000. The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit valottery.com.